is Thursday night, and you know where you need to be right here watching the Open Micers podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. And uh, I'm going to let you introduce our guest this evening. Yes, our guest is the great local musician, local rapper, and also podcaster. Please welcome Touch Biloxi, a.k.a. Mushmouth. What is up, everybody? (laughs) Thanks for joining us, my man. So glad to be here, man. An absolute honor. With with the Jays. Where better to be than with the Jays? Well, it's because of Of Touch Biloxi that uh, me and Jacob both got our our very first taste of of stand-up comedy. It's because of you. You're kidding me. Yep. It was yeah, at one both... of the fucking parties I throw where I get really loaded, right? Yep. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, that was the one. It was that Zeppelin's. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. Both Zeppelin's was one of the better ones. It was. But let me tell you why it was still bad. So, okay. Uh, Ooh, it was that Jason... fucking... Oh, the shit-talking uh, contest that went on way too long, right? Yeah, there was that. And also, me and Jason, <laughs> we, we made our stand-up debuts. And uh, during someone's set, I don't remember if it was me, Wally, or Jason, uh, you were drunk out of your mind, and you sat down <laughs> at someone's table and finished the onion rings that they left. Look, man, those <laughs> onion rings were fair game. Dude, <laughs> and, and... later, I tracked down those people. I met them at the Kraken, and we started talking, and they were like, hey, I saw you do your first set. And I asked them, whoa. Did you by chance order onion rings? They're like, yeah, <laughs> we did order onion rings. Look, man, yeah. I, th- I think you – didn't I see you and him at a show one night? Like, I um, feel like you introduced me to that guy, man. No, I sent you a picture of him, and I was like, hey, do you know this guy? You're like, no. I was like, you ate his <sighs> fucking onion rings. And you're like, yo! <laughs> Dude, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm – spoke to him about it because i remember telling somebody that like the nation of simonia accepts your gift of onion rings or whatever something corny (laughs) you might have met him at some other point but uh with with the music scene kind of being dead right now and uh, a lot of bars not doing anything uh what what have you been doing as far as uh music and and podcasting and stuff since covid yeah i've been having a lot of fun with the ps4 pro um, <laughs> no, um, I've been taking time to uh, tend my garden, both metaphorically and literally. I grow peppers. Uh, I've been uh, giving out pepper sauces to friends of mine that I make with habanero, and that's been a lot of fun to do. Um, online shows have been a big thing in my life right now. Just people streaming over Facebook, giving us that content. It's unfortunate that it has to happen this way, but it's been nice to see people kind of like jamming in their own spaces. Yeah. Yeah, I got asked to do a, a couple of different um, like online um, comedy shows and stuff, but they kind of fallen through. But uh, I think I, I don't know. I tried to do some stuff where you know we we re- record. I think Jacob did it too, where we record the the online open mic stuff, and it's yeah. so weird to do. It's so. Weird. I know I've seen some stuff without a crowd, and it's just like the crowd is that element. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That. It just makes everything pop. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, I did a, a sure enough uh, streaming show on Zoom with a bunch of East Coast people. And I thought, like, man, I got to really step up my game. Like, uh, I'm doing this with some East Coast guys. And yeah. East Coast Biggie is... Biggie Smalls you know, represent. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I mean, there's like, a huge comedy scene over there. And um, I I will say that I kind of murdered all of them. 
Okay. Uh, it was not a good show at all. And the host lit me early because I made um, a pedophile joke. Oh my god, man. <laughs> and I'm like, the, the point this of the joke... Is this before or after Epstein? After. But, uh, but that is, that's beside the point, alright? <laughs> the point of the joke wasn't even pedophilia. The point of the joke was McDonald's workers. <laughs> you know the well, joke I'm talking about. That puts a whole it. new light on it. I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, I really don't think I've never I've done that joke a hundred times in person, and no one's ever been offended by it. Yeah, I, I've done that joke with children in the room. Jumping around. Yeah. That's fine. We have so many cats on this podcast, dude. Good, good. What uh, talk, about, shit? talk about your uh, your streaming a little bit. What you've been doing with uh, your uh, your podcast and your game streaming? Well, I've been sort of just doing uh, let's plays. Um, been doing uh there was a really wonderful fan-made port of uh super mario 64 for the pc it is hands down the best way to play the game and that's saying something because that's a that's a fun game to play however the fuck you get to it but it, it cuts down a lot of lag time and a lot of levels things like that loading times are great hd textures widescreen love it man uh, i've also been doing a run through of pokemon that i need to get back to but i was fortunate enough to uh uh, do a stream with Kinetic Fiction's latest album uh, a few Saturdays ago. And for those who don't know out there, Kinetic Fiction is a, uh, I don't know, maybe the electronic alternative musical act. I'm not sure how to yeah. classify them, but their new album, Super Premium, is really wonderful. I was really glad to be able to take a first look at that. They asked me to do that, and I was very honored. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what, I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're fine, dude. Uh, it, what, what, how do people find this if they want to follow you on Facebook or whatever? So, um, I am retro mush on everything gaming related. Uh, I believe I have a retro mush Twitch. I haven't done anything on it, but retro mush Facebook is where I'm sort of earning my stripes as a streamer right now before I really branch out into anything. I have some bigger ideas for maybe doing game reviews, things like that, but it's still a ways off for now. My biggest, uh, concern lately has been working on getting frets for pets going well. Yeah. Yeah, me and Jason are actually going to be on that show, uh, August first yeah. and second. We were going to plug it at the end, but we'll we'll plug it at the beginning. Too, hey man, but... why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're very, um, very happy to have you, man. Two talented and handsome sons oh. of bitches, man. <laughs> Undoubtedly, I mean, the best looking comedians on the Gulf Coast. So, is that going to be totally online this year, or what? What is exactly going to yeah. happen with it? Um, obviously, uh, COVID nineteen threw a real wrench in the. Uh, in the planning process, and yeah. we were considering not doing it at all. But uh, I spoke with Dimitri, the president of uh, Fred's for Pets, for those who don't know, and um, we decided to give it a shot doing an online show, and the response has been pretty good. We've had submissions from acoustic artists, heavier rock acts. I know there's going to be at least one rap sub uh, submission, a couple of DJs, and like you guys said, comedy. It should be a good show with uh, Rushmore hosting one day and The Sound hosting the second day. That's cool. Yeah. That's what really caught me. I think that's the best way to do it is to have, you know, hosting. It's it's not uh, like an actual person. It's, it's the two biggest podcasts on the coast. Yeah. 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 Well, well two, two biggest podcasts for now, man. I know Open Micers is coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're coming up. We're coming for that Rushmore spot. Now that you've got Mark Simmons on the show. I mean, think about Rushmore hasn't had Mark Simmons yet. You guys that's are in true. on it. You guys they, are they, in they, on it. Yeah. You got I mean, the, they, uh, they're getting Ari Shafir. We got Mark Simmons. I mean, I mean, who's on. really taking the L there? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Mark Simmons never never dosed anybody as far as I know. Yeah. No one can prove it. <laughs> Not as but, far uh, as anyone knows. <laughs> no one remembers. 
That's a horrible but, uh, joke. It is a horrible joke. You should probably <laughs> stay low for a while. I think so. I think I've been canceled for a while. It's okay, there's, man. There's no way I talk this much shit and I'm not canceled. Reboots are heavy now, man. The people are all about it. Yeah, that's true. What are they, they rebooting now? Just reboot, huh? What's the newest reboot? What is what is uh, Ghostbusters? Are they rebooting that? Yeah, Ghostbusters is coming out probably like next year. Didn't they push it back? Uh, yeah, because I, I th- actually I think it was supposed to come out July Fourth weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought so. I think probably. So. Can I say something? I think I'm the only person that saw the 2016 Ghostbusters in theaters multiple times. I enjoyed that movie. Why do people hate that? movie? I liked it. I, I didn't think it was so bad. I I thought some of the 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 Chris Hemsworth stuff was gold. That's yeah. That's some of the funniest shit in a Ghostbusters movie. It's the shit he's doing. The only thing I had a problem with, and a spoiler warning for this like four year old movie, anybody out there, but uh, they're not like really ghosts. He has like some kind of machine that's like pulling shit from another dimension or yeah. something. And that tripped me out. That seemed like an unnecessary plot contrivance. But god damn it, I liked it, man. My biggest problem was is it was that they didn't set it in the same universe as the original Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, and they had everybody but Harold Ramis in. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, call it something else. Like, why does it have to be Ghostbusters if you're not gonna put it in the same universe as the original movie? Yeah, and they were talking about because you know everything gets a franchise now, at least on paper before it flops. They were talking about doing like a connected Ghostbusters universe and stuff, which was weird because again they had the original Ghostbusters cast in as unconnected characters. Yeah. But I'm interested in the new one because it's a direct sequel to the yeah, original. Yeah, I'm into so. it. Yeah, and even though people hate Part Two, I still love Part Two. I think Part Two is great. I, yeah, I love Part <laughs> Two, dude. I used to watch that all the time growing up, man. I, I like Part Two. I watched more than one. You know? It's Vigo. Like, how can you? Isn't n- <laughs> Finn Wolfhard going to be in the new one? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he is. And he's Paul great. Rudd. I and Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's going to be. Oh in shit! It. We got Ant Man in there. Yep. Both of America's sweethearts. <laughs> that's 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 all of them right there. Like two peas in a pod in a movie. Speaking of part two, have either of you guys played The Last of Us yet? No. I no, haven't. I haven't played the first one. Oh, you fucking nerds, dude. I don't want to play anything that's going to like send me down a depression spiral. So that's, I'm, I, dude, I try I'm, to I'm just, avoid that. <laughs> I'm it, just it, team racing and Monster Hunter, man. Like we're doing top five video games right now. Tonight, oh, yeah. not, not oh, right yeah. now, but, but later tonight. And right now. I, I really wish I finished this game before I wrote this list. It is oh. the best game I've ever played. Hmm. I've heard a lot it, of divisive criticism, but I'm sure a lot of yeah. it's just sort of initial outrage. Oh, a thing the, changed, you know? Yeah, yeah. The outrage that comes from it is definitely just people who expected a certain story. If you yeah. if you go in with an open mind. It has the kind of writing that wins Oscars. Yeah. Okay. It is So it's amazing the empire of the plot. series so far. <laughs> yeah. A strong it's second movie. Fucking amazing, dude. Okay. And but if you go into it wanting to play the more of the first game, you're gonna fucking hate it. You're not gonna yeah. get more of the first game. You wanna talk about a good story based game, man. Have you guys played Detroit Become Human? No, I no, haven't played I that either. Oh my god, let me if I if I could take a minute here, let me tell you my Detroit become human story. I was I was hanging out a girl at a girl's house. This was some time ago. 
And uh, we dropped acid overnight, and I accidentally let a character <laughs> die. And it was the uh, female character. Accidentally, for anyone who knows, this is how fucking terrible I am. I accidentally let her die in the first scene. And anyone who knows that scene knows that it is a brutal scene. Like, you, you know not to let her die, and I just kind of, like, tripped out and let it fuck up. But so my story was about uh, the two other lead characters as sort of a dichotomy of each other, where one represented justice and order, and the other one represented freedom and liberation and shit, man. And, like, it ended with an assassination attempt. I don't want to spoil one of the 200 Jeez. endings for anyone out there who might get it. But, God damn, I had a great time with that game, man. The yeah, last... I love story-based games. I need to I need to play that. The last one that, that really I does, played... By the way, over 200 endings, man. The last one I played that was a story-based game was uh, Uncharted 4. And that game was excellent. Yes. I gotta I get into the Uncharted series. That seems fun as hell. Have you guys seen that they cast Mark Wahlberg as Sully in the Uncharted movies? What? Mark what? fucking Wahlberg as Sully. The old <laughs> guy with the white hair and the cigar? Mark Wahlberg, of course. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I mean, why not Mark Wahlberg? Like, I understand no, yeah, it. I mean, if not Mark Wahlberg, Channing Tatum. You know, I can oh, see yeah, that, too. For sure. For sure. Obviously. <laughs> It's like, I understand they're doing young Nathan Drake because Tom Holland's playing Nathan Drake. But even in the flashbacks in Uncharted 4, Sully never looked like Mal Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> even, like, even, I, don't, I don't think that movie is going to be good, man. But I love Tom yeah. Holland. I'm happy to see him in anything. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Best Spider-Man. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to alienate the Raimi fans. Best Spider-Man. Oh, he is for sure oh, the yeah. best Spider-Man. But Anyone who says Maguire's the best Spider-Man just says it out of nostalgia. I still think yeah. Spider-Man 2 is the better movie, though. I'm, I, I argue this a lot, and right now I'm on the favor that it is the better movie, but that I still love Far From Home more because I, I love Mysterio, man. Ever since uh, the Spider-Man 2 video game, the movie game, mm -hmm. you, like that boss fight with Mysterio where it like, loads up five health bars and then you swing one punch at him and he goes <laughs> flying and like you beat him. Like, I thought it was the funniest thing in that whole game. Oh, I did play the last Spider-Man game, too. That was a story-based game. Have you guys played that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotta get that. I want the new one for PS5. Yeah. They're doing Miles Morales. Miles, yeah, yeah. Isn't it going to be DLC or something? No, it's a new game, isn't it? Uh, I don't know, dude. There's been conflicting reports about that. <laughs> no, I, I really think, hope it's a new game. I think it's, it's basically a part two, it, but it, it takes place in the same, uh, I guess... Story? I'm not sure. It, you're right. There is kind of con conflicting, um, you know, like it's, stories. It's definitely about the it. same universe because you know during the events of Spider-Man PS4, Miles gets bit by the spider. Yeah. Oh come on, so, spoilers! <laughs> you know, if Miles in the game, he gets bit by the fucking spider. Yeah. Like, why are they going to put Miles in if it's not? Exactly. Or you so get I'm those so... old school Spider-Man fans that are like, "Who the hell is Miles Morales?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What know, do you guys man. think about the Avengers game coming out? Um, I think it, it looks shitty, but I bet it's going to be good. I like Square Enix and always have, but they, they stumble here and there lately. <laughs> I've heard the honestly, Final Fantasy VII remake is good, but I'm not a seven head, man. I'm an eight head, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I was not impressed with what they showed at, for the uh, the reveal. Uh, was it last week or week before? I oh, wasn't they that new reveal. Huh? Yeah, they they showed some yeah, video of it that. and everything, and I was not impressed with it. Did they show yeah. a lot of pre-rendered footage again? Uh, no, they actually showed some gameplay, but okay. I, I don't know. You can go back and look at it on YouTube, but I was not impressed with it that much. I think they went way out of their way to make everyone look not like the MCU characters. Yeah. 
When the thing yeah. is, the MCU casting, those characters look exactly like the comic book characters. Yeah. So making them not it's look weird. like them makes them not look like the comic book characters. Yeah. They're trying they're trying to like really visually tell like, you know, the audience this isn't in this universe, but it's just kind of I don't know, uncanny valley a little bit. Yeah. It's weird because honestly, I would much rather if they're going to do something like that, I'd much rather them have a more instead of trying to make them look like real people that aren't the real actors because they don't have enough money to get the licensing rights for those people, <laughs> then why not make them more stylized, like comic like look like you're playing a comic book, like yeah. instead of trying to make it like yeah. realistic. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with playing a game that looks animated. We know it's fucking animated. Yeah. Interjection here. Comic Zone remake uh, remake win. I love Comic Zone, dude. I I, um, I did a re- uh, review of that for Nerd Cave Retro uh, a couple oh, months nice. ago. Have to go check that out, dude. That game is so freaking good. I'm like, why Very have underrated. there why have there never been more games like this? It's like it's literally like you're playing a comic book. There's been some good stuff that's been done with cell shading, but I don't think anything that really uses like comic book properties, you know what I mean, to full yeah. effect. Yeah. If you could have I, I if you like could have a, one comic book property to actually make a game out of, what would it be? Yo, I want to make a Space Ghost movie, but in that vein, <laughs> I would probably make a Space Ghost game. Is Brack going to be a playable character? I would rather play play Brack in that scenario. Dude, no, I want to make it like super serious, like Guardians of the Galaxy kind of aesthetic, like type shit, man. Uh, Like awesome, dude. I'm telling you, I want to make a heavy-handed Space Ghost movie. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I think it's about time, in my opinion, for the Justice League Dark Universe to be on the big screen. I'm ready because a Justice League Dark movie has been in. Uh, production hell for since 2009. Yeah, uh, they're bringing Constantine back, right? With Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, no, I know no. he's part of Dark. I think they're talking about uh, doing another one with him. I like that movie. I don't see what people have. No, such I remember problem with not it. hating it. I haven't seen it in years, but yeah, I, I don't remember hating it. I I love that movie. Uh, it, it's wonderful if you don't look at it as a Hellblazer movie. Yeah. If you just look at it as something different. But I think J.J. Uh, Abrams is talking about doing a new Constantine movie, not with Keanu Reeves, like a oh, new man. actor, a, a rebooted thing. Keanu Reeves is hot right now, though. <laughs> he yeah. is hot. I mean, everything, man. I don't know. I think people re- really do want to see, now they want to see Hellblazer Constantine on, on, on a movie. I think yeah. that would actually make a pretty good video game, too. Like Sort of like an Alan Wake type of, type of game, but with Hellblazer. Like yeah. Well, they made a, a Constantine game for the uh, for the movie, and it, it's uh, absolute dog shit. I, I bought it off. Wait, a- they made a Constantine video game for that movie. Yeah, they did. It's horrible. <laughs> you can you can't see anything. It's so dark. Dude, wow. I expect more from the over the hedge video game than that. <laughs> <laughs> I played that. <laughs> I did too. Oh my gosh! Surprisingly, not the worst. Not, not good. Yet. But not the worst. I'd like to have okay. an open world kind of weird Sandman game. You know, Neil Gaiman yeah. Sandman. I think that would be oh, a dude. pretty cool game to it, go in that world of of the the dreaming and all that. I think that. I feel be like you cool. could get some like indie developers in on that. Do like oh, yeah. a uh, like a minimalist concept that gets really artsy. Yeah, you know? like once you get more into the dream and everything. Oh, that'd be so cool. Where's our money? Where's our video game money? We're coming up with That's good ideas right. here. That's yeah. Right. 
All right. So before we get into our lists, Mark, we need to talk about uh, how you actually got started in the music industry. So so walk us through your journey to, to getting to be the musician you are now. All right. Thousands of years ago, I was born <laughs> into this shit. I didn't ask for this life. This life asked for me. No, um, uh, I started recording my own music when I was 17 with, like, Audacity and, like, the shittiest webcam mic you could possibly imagine. But uh, once I learned uh, that I could track <laughs> shit together, I was on from there. And uh, mm. sometime later, I started playing live music. Um, I want to say around 2010, I got my start. The first show I played down here was at Bears Stagecoach, that joint oh, notion spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, used yeah. to call that no, place I... the Chuck Wagon because I never could remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got up there with some uh, veterans, you know, like uh, cover band musicians uh, in, their, in their 50s, man, and did All Along the Watchtower with them. Very exciting stuff, man. But uh, then uh, the Squeaky Lizard was where I found mm. sort of my – place in the music scene and really grew and i gotta shout out um tanya and lance and mm -hmm. chris and uh the dead homie tom uh, for that because I, I wouldn't be the man i am today if i hadn't had the support i had from the squeaky lizard coming up and a lot of musicians i've talked to can say the same yeah yeah the squeaky lizard is actually where i was supposed to make my comedy debut uh i was 14 years old and oh, my shit. brother my brother frequented there with I don't remember which oh, yeah. band. I used, to, I used to play with Caleb all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that's where you two met, actually, was the squeaky. Yeah, that right? makes sense. And um, he doesn't fucking remember. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Just like me me and Caleb have known each other since some vague point in the early 2010s. Uh, yeah. But I was supposed to make my debut there when I was like 14 because I was writing material and everything. And the week I went, my brother was going to. could have been the comedy Justin Bieber. Yeah. I could have been, dude. But the week my brother was going to take me to the um, to the squeaky, uh, they actually uh, announced that they were going to shut down. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's breaking went. me down, Roos. <laughs> hey, if I did it then, I probably wouldn't be doing it now, man, because I would have sucked way yeah. worse than when I was 17. Yeah, but you never I will know. Say this. I, I yeah. opened for some amazing acts at the squeaky lizard, including Coffin Cats, X-Ray Vision, um... Green Jelly, and of course, Afro Man. Yeah, yes. never let the world forget. I opened talk, for Afro Man before he punched that lady. Yes, talk about opening for for Afro Man before he punched that lady. You opened with him. <laughs> you opened for him with my brother. Actually, you and Caleb both yeah, opened for. Yeah, yeah, he was my hype man. We were doing a rap show because Afro Man. I'm not gonna jump up with the acoustic guitar, dude. That night, yeah. first of all, that was a great night, dude. That's still a highlight. I've done some good shows since then. Don't get me wrong, man. But that's still a highlight for me. We we fucking filled our pockets with Monopoly money, man, and money from life, the game. And we fucking just, we made it rain all over the place with Monopoly money, man. We got lit up. I opened up for Afro Man back in 2001 at a uh, bar in Biloxi. Of course the, you did. Called the Double Deuce. And this was when he had uh, When I Got High first came out, you know, for the Jay oh, and yeah. Silent Bob soundtrack. And we got to open up for him. And I'm sitting at the bar just kind of chilling out waiting for the show. And he comes walking in. And he comes, saunters right up next to the bar next to me. And I was like, I looked down. I was like, what's up, Afro man? And he looked at me and he just went, <laughs> I was like, all right. Then. That sounds right, dude. <laughs> So I'm the only person on this podcast that hasn't met Afro Man. 
Yeah, yeah you got to get in there, man. Maybe wait a couple of years. You might still be kind of hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, fun fact, I, Afro Man didn't see my set, man. He showed up like two hours into the evening in a van with a six-pack of Colt 45 smoking weed and taking pictures with people next to the van. Yeah. Like, he was, he, he was a realist, man. Like, the, just... He was just vibing, man, like solidly. Yeah, we should uh, we should get Afro Man on this podcast before he's safe to do things again. <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah, you guys, you guys could be the reinvention, man. Bring yeah. Afro Man back. You know, the funny thing is, after after the incident, he released a remix of "Because I Got High," but it's like the positive remix, and it's what? just like all you did was re-release your best hit. But be like, I don't usually hit women because I get high. <laughs> just, I don't know, man. It just feels like kind of a shit show response. That's weird. And the poor bastard, because uh, fucking Chris Live, who we all know and love, didn't have security that night like going, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, How are you going to have a show during the middle of Mardi Gras and not yeah. have security? And I don't defend him punching a woman. I'm not. I'm not with that shit at all. But he had no idea who was up on him and what they were doing. And so I would have been weirded out. I wouldn't have thrown hands immediately, but yeah. I would have been weirded <laughs> out. That's what. That's one thing that really gets me about the video is that the moment she touches him, he fucking swings, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like a like she threw the pitch in baseball. Yeah. We de- We need to ask Afro Man why he hit that bitch. Well, I mean, after uh, you know, after uh, Dimebag Daryl, <laughs> what happened to him on stage? It's kind of like, oh my God. He ain't letting nobody on stage these days. You know, not after yeah. that. Yeah, he so died of COVID, didn't he? Oh, who Dimebag Daryl? No, he got his head <laughs> blown off joking, on man. stage, man. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Hey, hey, fun fact about that, man. When that happened, I was like in seventh grade. Uh, I was in seventh grade, man, and our history teacher started the class. He looked depressed as shit, genuinely, and he was like, "Hey guys, do you do you guys know who Pantera is?" And like, no, nah, man, I was listening to fucking Ja Rule and shit, you know. <laughs> but he's like, "Yeah, so uh, their guitarist got shot yesterday, so I'm just gonna be at my desk, just kind of, <laughs> just kind of relaxing." <laughs> I was like, "All right, man." That's Whatever. the most it was... early 2000s story I've ever heard. Yeah, dude, and we got we got a we got a free period in history. Nice. He was bummed out. <laughs> Shout out, Mr. King, man, you the yeah. realest. I saw him at a library computer uh, years after that, and he did not look happy. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> now I'm now I'm calling you out, Mr. King. Why weren't yeah. you happy in 2008? <laughs> <laughs> that was 2004, actually. That was a that was 16 years ago. No, I mean years later at the. Uh, oh, at the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never right, got yeah. lucky enough to have a teacher so sad that I got a whole period off because. <laughs> dude, oh my god, fuck all these teachers, dude. We had this teacher, and oh my god, dude. No, let's go on. Let's talk about Mark's childhood for a second. We had this bitch whose name was Miss Woodcock, okay? And then she got married. I did eighth grade twice, so I took her class twice, man. I did eighth grade and ninth grade twice. Champion of eighth and ninth grade right here. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, but fucking her name was Woodcock, dude, when I did eighth grade the first time. And then she got married, and her name was Cockroll. She had cock in her name both times. And when I, you know, I'm fucking an eighth grader, dude. That's the funniest shit in the world, man. That's just <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> Yeah, My man. immediate brain instantly was about to be like, okay, he's just doing a bit 
bit right now is like, no, she, got I'm serious. she got married again, man, and, and, and her last name was Dick Penis. Dick Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's get on with our list tonight, all guys. Right. Uh, all, right, all right. We compiled a top five list. We like to do lists with our guests. And tonight, Mark Simmons wanted to do his top five video games because we are all video game enthusiasts. Mark. Why don't you tell us your number five on your top five video games? Okay, I'm going to start with a, a, a classic, a favorite, a remake. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for the GameCube, which for me is a child-raising simulator hidden in a game about a fast animal. So, like, have you guys played uh, Sonic Adventure 2 by any chance? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Well, there's a mechanic in it called the Chow Garden. You pick up things in uh, the stages and give them to your chow, and then they level up, and it's a little meta game within the game. You know what I mean? You make them do karate, they can fight each other and race and shit. It's pretty brutal. A lot of shit goes down at the chow fights. But um, on top of that, Rouge really awakened my sexuality. You know what I mean? No. Pull that up. Go ahead. Pull up Rouge, this character, dude. Fucking, uh, Jamie, I had seen... Pull I had, Jamie, pull that up. I had seen video game titties before... But it was like Tomb Raider, where it's like seven triangles making up a oh, chest. You know what I mean? Give me that things, box. These things are fucking orbulous, man. She got big titty, and I like. Can it. we can we screen share on on Discord? Uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> but... Please tell me what you found. Oh my god, dude! I just realized I searched on googling for Rouge the Bat. It's gonna look weird on my end, though. Rouge the Bat. Yeah, yeah. Let me She's open just a bat with oh. huge tits, man. Can you guys still see me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and op- look for fucking Rouge the Bat real quick. And try to I'll, keep, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep rambling then. Uh, it introduced Shadow the Hedgehog, which is the edgy <laughs> uh, rival to oh, Shadow the Hedgehog, who gets guns later in life. Bro, I totally know who the fuck you're talking about because I watched uh, Sonic X, the anime. Oh my god, dude. Love Sonic X. And and this is, like, <laughs> yes, this is definitely... All right, let me see if I can do this right. Turn on screen share. And then the, uh, the bonus costume for her, which you could only get by acing every single mission she had, was a fucking biker outfit. And you know, little Mark had to get that biker outfit. Yeah. Oh no! Jake, uh, can you, you guys see? That? Oh yeah. Yeah. I see. This yeah. is real. There it is. Yeah, that's ten-year-old Mark's furry crush right there. <laughs> All right. Now we just close that out <laughs> and turn off screen share. Oh, we man, we we we're gonna see your Pornhub if you're not careful. Oh, there we go. Well, I do that shit on my phone. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> Dude, phones, man, phones debating is is not hot, man. <laughs> That ain't it. What do you, Jason has a bit about that. One of Jason's first bits is about who the fuck watches porn on a computer yeah. anymore. First of all, I like to go two-handed. You know what I mean? I like to really get in there. How can Bro. you do that while you're holding a phone? Bro, I'm white. I don't have enough cock for two hands. <laughs> I have giant fucking mitts and a five-and-a-half-inch penis. What the wow. fuck am I going to do with that? I almost said, I'll give you some if you need it, but then I realized what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that, bro. All right, Jason, yeah, what, what, what's your number five video game? Uh, my number five, if you look right behind me, is uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, still, to this day, is one of my favorite games of all time. 
I love it, and uh, still give. I get goosebumps when I watch uh, the Wizard, and they do the Super Mario Brothers three reveal. I love it, and from that moment on, I've loved that game. Bro, the Wizard is bad. Yeah, you told you. Which means you guys told me to watch that, and I, 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 fuck it, I didn't. Dude, you need. I think I made a Wizard reference, but I'm not sure. (laughs) Are you? Are you? What's that? What are you looking up, Jason? What are you looking up? What's going on in that big, I'm, bald, beautiful I'm, head of yours? I am talking to people in the chat room. Oh, yeah. what they saying? We'll, we'll put them on the show. What they saying? Um, his who, name uh, is... Ask them who their furry crushes are. Alameo... Let's, let's, let's get a full-on degeneracy in the chat. The name is Alameo Koi, and uh, he says he doesn't speak English, and sorry if he says something wrong. I said, that's okay. I, I love he, you already, Alameo. <laughs> he said, uh, are we talking about video games? I said, yes, our five favorite video games. And he said, his favorite is Crash Bandicoot. That's rad, man. Hell yeah. All right. We were talking about that before the show started. Yeah. Uh, so my number five video game is one that I discovered recently, obviously. It's the Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh, dude, you stole my number four. <laughs> ah, you. Well, we we can we can combine the two into one conversation, so that way we can. Uh, okay, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, I still the love Resident- the original too, uh, and the remake has just phew, blew my mind, man. Yeah, see, I I haven't played the original. I replaced my original experience with the two remake. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this is the first Resident Evil game I ever played, Good and I got it. I picked it up just because uh, when it came out. I heard everyone talking about it. Everyone talking about how good it was. Everyone talking about how you have to play it. And so I got, I was like, all right, there was so much hype behind this. I'll pick it up. I'll play it. And dude, the lore behind this video game series, every fucking note you pick up provides to the story. Mm-hmm. Like, play any other video game. Play The Last of Us. Pick up a note and just put it in your fucking backpack. There's just nothing on that note. There's nothing that contributes <laughs> to anything. Resident Evil series, everything you read is yeah. important. Yeah. And it blew my fucking mind, dude. I loved it. I actually, I, it got me into the whole series. I, I played the three remake, four. I'm playing the first one right now. I bought Resident Evil 6 today. This turned me onto the whole fucking dude, series. Dude, Good, man. Resident Evil 2, um, for the longest time, was still my. Uh, my favorite video game of all time. I had it on the Nintendo 64, and man, I played that thing they through. They did some good work on that cartridge, dude. I I could I played it so like many times. Amazing. I could beat it in under three hours every time nice. I played it. And then when they came out with the remake, that was my most anticipated game of was it last year or late 2018. Uh, it was 27. Um, did, it, did it live up to your expectations? Oh, dude, it surpassed my expectations. I mean, okay. they took what was there with the original, so you still remember all the environments and all that stuff, but they just, like, I don't know, they just cranked it up to 11 and just made it <laughs> so much better. And it was just, like, I I love being in that world, man. Something about that game. Like, I love, my favorite ones are 2 and 4, I still haven't played six yet. I still need to play that. Um, yeah. I just I picked it up if you want to borrow it after yeah, I'm done. I wasn't a huge fan of five, but I still think two and four are the best Resident Evil games. Four, yeah. I know, gets a lot of good reviews. I haven't, I haven't played any Resident yeah. Evil since like, I mean, I played one and two and three like back in the day, you know. But yeah, I looked it up uh, after I had played four. Uh, I played it just because I wanted to play the whole series. 
And I looked it up, and on the Wikipedia, it even says that it's hailed as one of the greatest video games of all time. Yeah. I had a like, GameCube. That's seriously? I, I just played one of the greatest video games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about picking it up on the Switch, too, because they did a remaster. Not a complete remaster, but just kind of like a you know a redo of it yeah. for um, the Switch. I would, I would say wait, because that's the next remake they're doing. Is yeah, cool. I know. That game's so good. Oh, shit. I hate but, the movies. Uh, uh, they they man they screwed the movies up so bad. Well, let's not get oh. into that. <laughs> yeah, they're rebooting those now, so I hope they reboot them correctly. At yeah. least the Final Fantasy movie was good. Oh, that movie was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's not good. Have it on DVD though. Love it. I saw it in the theater, and I think that's where my hatred of Final Fantasy comes from. <laughs> no, how can you hate Final Fantasy, bro? You must I have can, not I can, I can seen. You haven't seen any episodes of this podcast. Jason talks about how much he hates Final Fantasy <laughs> oh, on, on this podcast and Nerd Cave Retro. Yeah. <laughs> I but, hate the uh, number so Which one do you hate the most? Uh, what's your, what's your least it? favorite fantasy? <laughs> He's never played them. I've never played any oh, of them. Oh, shit. How do, you, how, do you, how do you hate them? Because I'm not going to play what? a game that doesn't know what number it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> okay, Mark. How Mark, can you have a ten what? two? Do no, I? Mark. Mark, what's your number four? What's your number um, four, Mark? Gotta go with a, a favorite here. Another classic at this point, Oblivion. And um, I think it's a great. Like there were more things you could do with your character in Morrowind, and then less in Oblivion, and then even less in Skyrim. And I think Oblivion is the good medium between those two. Plus, I just love, I love Oblivion's story. There are some mechanics I like better in Oblivion uh, than Skyrim. And I gotta say, the Flame Atronach just really awoke in my sexuality, man. Um, like, just <laughs> like uh, a woman on solid fire. <laughs> and I've been, I've been thinking about it lately, and I think you could get in there if you had 20% fire resistance on every piece of armor and then drank a draught of cooling, you could probably fuck for like three minutes. Like you, you probably, you know, hey, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Get in, get I, out, bam, boom. Yeah, I didn't get into Oblivion because I, I, I played it after Skyrim or I tried playing it after Skyrim and it was so low res, even yeah, on the, when you go back. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to pick locks and then I quit. Hmm. Oh man. The lock picking mechanic is, is superior in Skyrim, but it was weird. Cause it's like the same one in, I think Fallout 3. Yeah. So Fallout, I was just, just kind of tripped out. Well. I was just kind of tripped out about it. Um, so my number four is Red Dead Redemption 2. Because I, I, I love Red Dead Redemption, the first one. And I think that in many ways, it probably is the best game in the series. But I play games for the story aspect. And Red Dead Redemption 2 has such a thick, long, just hard and shiny story. <laughs> How hairy it. is the story? It gets hairy. Okay. Oh, the story gets hairy, boy. I like a hairy like, story. It's so, like, you you play, like, when you think the story's over, you just play as a different character. That's how Dude. fucking intense it is. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot. I will say, Red Dead Redemption 2, The Last of Us 2, reminded me so much of Red Dead Redemption 2. 
and story mechanics and gameplay a little bit. Red Dead Redemption 2 is obviously much more free roam. Mm. Like, you can have adventures after you beat it, which is what, another reason to love it. But, um, yeah, man, just when, whenever that game came out, it was the shit for a Oh, reason. yeah. Yeah, it was everywhere, that's for sure. So, uh, Jason, we we covered your number four with yeah. Resident Evil 2. Uh, so what's uh, what's your number three, Mark? Okay, um, so this is one people like the sequel more for some reason, but for me, Arkham Asylum oh, does yeah. so much, man. Yeah. Just good, I don't know if necessarily innovative combat, but damn precise and good combat feel, good game feel. Mm. Batman has weight. And that's something I think Batman games have always been good at, even back to, like, the NES Batman game. You know what I mean? Like, there was weight in that movement. And that's really great. One thing I love, expansive maps are a cool thing. Big maps are a cool thing. I'm not knocking big maps. But with everything that Arkham Asylum does with such a small map, it's beautiful to me. Yeah. Every room of every building in that map is used, you Dude, know? That, like the, the note system. That game and Mass Effect 2 are the only two games I've ever 100%ed. Because, yeah, like, I got to get into some of the bonus content. I went after also, every Riddler trophy, everything I could I possibly go after. Yeah. Yeah. I 100%ed it, too. I 100%ed all the Batman games. I also want to say, Harley Quinn awoken my sexuality. She's a toxic pixie dream girl that I need in my life. I think, um, I will say this, uh, honestly, Harley Quinn is one of my favorite Batman characters, and it's very, very, very male to say that, I think. But I I think she's so underused in the Arkham series because there are aspects of Harley Quinn that aren't portrayed well. For instance, like, she's very smart, man. No one ever thinks of that. She's one of the only characters that can get in and out of Arkham at will. Yeah. Just, like... I, I never think Harley Quinn is like written as good as she could be. I think she's a very wonderful character, played well by Margot Robbie, but in some subpar movies. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the DC Universe series, Harley Quinn? Yes. That is a good series. Yeah, hell yeah. I think that does a really good portrayal. Which which Harley's kind of a bitch sometimes in that series, but I love it, know. dude. I lo- I love it. You're talking about the one the the new cartoon with Poison Ivy and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not caught up on the last three episodes, so please no spoilers. But yeah, that's one of my favorite fucking things on television right now. The writing's so clever. The characterizations are great. I love that Bane is a punk. <laughs> like, I love that everybody punks on Bane. He's just like, oh, we're sorry, I don't care. Like, just, yeah. I love, I, love how, show, I love how King Shark is the most human character. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight anybody. Like, he's a hacker. Dude, I love hating uh, Dr. Psycho, who I had to think of his name for a minute, because in my head and in real life, I call him Dr. Kant Guy, because that's his nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So what's your number three, Jason? Uh, My number three is Mass Effect 2. I think Mass Effect 2 is one of the most absolutely perfect video games that's ever been made. And like I said, I 100%ed it. I played every single piece of DLC they came out for it. And um, I still love the whole Mass Effect series. I loved the ending. I don't know why people had so much trouble with Mass Effect 3. But Mass Effect 2 just was perfect. Like, they're just... Man, that game but kept me in But did you do the lesbian sex scene? Of course. Okay. <laughs> That's what matters, man. That really awoken my sexuality. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to create a drinking game for this podcast yeah. and send someone to the hospital. <laughs> if I can start anyone to drinking, I've done my job. 
<laughs> so my number three is very similar to yours, Mark Simmons. My number uh, three is Batman Arkham City Game of the Year Edition. Yes. I loved I liked Arkham Asylum, but I don't think it's as good as Arkham City, baby. I hear you. No, that's a general consensus. It, it it sets up the it lays the bricks for the whole series, Arkham sure. Asylum does. And then Arkham City How are you gonna is, out Origins like that, man? Origins can suck my dick. <laughs> Origins was the worst fucking game. How can it be in the past and Batman has better gadgets? <laughs> what the fuck? He forgot gadgets going to the asylum? Batman doesn't forget gadgets. Maybe he fell off of too many buildings, just kind of got conked out of him. Oh, no. Our Arkham, Knight, Arkham Knight sucked too, dude. Ar- fuck that game. Yeah, I wasn't a huge... I got Arkham Knight for the PS4 when I first got it, and that game, I just I never finished it. It, it was just... It wasn't good, because I knew right before... I knew before I bought the game that Arkham Knight was Jason Todd. Oh, dude, you motherfucker. <laughs> you can't trust me. I'm working my way through City right now, you bastard. <laughs> hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Have you ever read a comic book? <laughs> hey. If you ever read a comic book, you know it's Jason Todd. The only comic book I've ever read is Lost Girls, okay? And that's why I'm a creep. Did that? Wait, wait, wait. Did that uh, awaken your sexuality? <laughs> no. Uh, no? Uh, Distance but, myself from that uh, statement. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even elaborate on Arkham City. I I love the art throughout that entire game, where you literally start as Bruce Wayne in Arkham City, and you yeah, have that's to a good kind of, opening. you have to work your way up. You have to yeah. get the bat suit. You have to get the gadgets. You have to fight fucking everybody, and and the story itself, it it I, it is a better story than Arkham Asylum. The boss of Arkham Asylum is a ten foot tall Joker. He was who's doped up on venom. It was a What's fun fight, but it's an unsatisfying ending for sure. And you just use the 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 bomb glue to blow him up. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. When Arkham <laughs> City, Hugo Strange knows your identity and is gonna blackmail the fuck out of you. Yeah, yeah. That is serious villain. Speaking of Hugo Strange, you guys watch Gotham? No, I, I did. Never watched. I, watched I, I cannot recommend Gotham highly enough, man. I watched the if first one of my four episodes. Of Batman, anything. Yeah, I watched the first four episodes of it when it first came out, and I just never could get yeah. into it. That if you, you gotta get through ignore, that first season. If you ignore the time setting, because no one knows what time it's set in, yeah. And if you ignore the Batman lore, like when you watch uh, 2019's Joker, you have to ignore the Batman lore. Yeah. yeah. When you watch Gotham, you have to ignore the Batman lore, okay. and if you enjoy it for what it is. Great series. Yeah, the lore they create, and the, particularly the relationship between the Penguin and the Riddler. I have never shipped two men harder in my fucking life, man. When they're you, you've seen you've seen the last season, man. When when they're when they're like hugging each other, and like they have knives against each other's backs, and they're like, "I want you to know that if I am ever going to come from." come for you you will know it from me and it's just like they're saying i love you in the subtext in this weird <laughs> fucking psychological way yeah. but it's so violent I, I love that fucking show man yeah jason hasn't seen it jason in this show i'm gonna spoil it for you because i'm sure you don't fucking yeah, yeah. I'll no! probably. Uh, <laughs> the joker i mean uh, the riddler and the penguin have a gay relationship no they, they all... don't really 
Yes, no. they do. Yes, no. they do. The, the Riddler's Penguin never about it. The Penguin has feelings for the Riddler. The Riddler doesn't share them. And they both want to kill each other still anyways. <laughs> it's hmm. so confusing. You never know where they stand. This sounds That's like it might though. awaken my sexuality. So. <laughs> yeah! Tell you what, man. Uh, talk man. about my sexuality. Do what? Talk about, talk about your number two, Mark. Okay, now this is a game I treasure, man. It was one of the first, like, you guys remember those Pizza Hut demo discs? Yeah, I do. PS1? Yeah. 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 So Pizza Hut used to give out games, uh, game discs, with, like, it had, like, 12 demos of games on them. And that was where I got my first glimpse of Final Fantasy VIII. And mm. I've loved it ever since, man. And fucking, <laughs> for, and when I was a kid, it was like, oh, shit, they curse in this game. And that was enough to hook me. You know what I mean? But eventually, I fell in love. Like, everybody hates the junction system. I think it's cool. I think it makes perfect sense. Well, is I it, like the story. Is it Final huh? Fantasy VIII, or is it Final Fantasy fourteen or two or three and a half? Uh, <laughs> it's eight, man. It's eight. And, dude, fucking, you want to talk confused titles. Let's talk Kingdom Hearts, man. Holy shit. But, uh, <laughs> but no, man. And, um... We're under 64 the, and a half the Guardian Forces system, and Squall really awakened my sexuality as a lead character. Um, he's just so brooding and, and serious, you know, and, and whiny. And he's got that, like, romantic essence of Anakin Skywalker and Attack of the Clones. You know what I mean? Where you just want to grab him and shake him. I hate <laughs> Uh, Bro, I hate sand. That yeah. wall makes me sick. It, it gets everywhere. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it, man. Can you imagine getting sand in the Darth Vader suit, though? Oh, dude. Like, it's bad enough. You got the skin damage to consider, but then yeah. it's like, you're never going to get it out of there. It's got to take, like, an hour to get that thing on and yeah. off. That's got to feel crappy. I, yeah. I really wish that Obi-Wan had done, like, the Dale Gribble and just pocket sand. Pocket sand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he did win, didn't he? Dude, we need to do a sketch of a sketch of that. I know somebody with a uh, Darth Vader suit. We could actually yes. do that as a sketch. I hate let's fucking fuck sand. Oh, yeah. let, let's head up Wally to write it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wally's writing a book of sketches. We, we we should we need to hit him up. Pockets. Yeah, he's great. Fucking Wally's a genius, uh, man. Yeah, I love Wally, man. He's probably watching right now. I don't know. Oh, uh, Wally, what up, bro? I just called you a genius. Maybe slap some love back this way. I love Wally. I miss Wally. Uh, I haven't seen him since, like, January. It's killing me. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your number two, Jason? Uh, my number two is the almighty Halo. The first Halo yes. game, man. Okay. I have so many good... Not just the game itself. The game itself was great, but the multiplayer. The yeah. LAN parties. I miss it so much. Those were it some was of the something else, dude. Those were some of the best, funniest nights of my life. Playing LAN parties with Halo One and all my friends, where we would bring over four TVs to each other's house. We would hook up four <laughs> Xboxes to each TV, and there'd be like sixteen of us in there it, it, throughout a Bro, house. You know, it'd be 120 degrees in that fucking room. Too. Oh, dude, we'd we'd go get pizza and beer and chips and just laugh Hell and yeah. cuss beer. each other out. It beer, was yeah, so I'm sitting funny. Here, here. Bro, I was like, this as a grown man. <laughs> I was 12 when Halo came out. Dude, I was like, let's see, 20, uh, 20, one, two, three. I don't know how I was. Old 24 I was 24 when Halo came out. Okay, that I can understand. I mean, I. 
he's 51. But uh, <laughs> that, that I can understand because that's the kind of shit I do now. So. Yeah. But, you, but um, you missed it. Those were those were good days. Those were yeah, good no, that gaming was fun days. Shit. Well, I did the same shit with uh, Halo. What's the fourth one? Not it's not Bro, called. If you say Star. Halo Wars to me, I'm gonna. No, no Halo Reach. <laughs> Halo Reach. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Reach yeah. was good. I did, I did the really same good. shit with Halo Reach. Yeah. Okay. And Halo Three because we would build our own maps and then fucking blow each other up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I know this shit. When Halo Two came out and you could dual wield the pistols and shit, that yep. was. End. Man, that was a revolutionary dude, fucking when you could walk around with me, two needlers, nobody was getting away from you, ever. <laughs> On them. Alright, so uh, my number two is The Last of Us. And, like I said, I wrote this list before I played The Last of Us 2. <laughs> it might as well take this spot. But I'll, I'll go ahead and say that it is The Last of Us, because as far... I mean, this game came out in 2013. You can already buy a PlayStation Hits version of The Last of Us. Yeah. It, it is, as far as zombie games go, it is the most inventive, innovative game since Resident Evil. It, I mean, what other, what other zombie games are, are, are there? You know, All fucking, right. I'm uh, gonna, you, you've talked me into it. If it's very Resident Evil 2-ish, I will, I will take a look at well, it. It's, it's not, because... I won't say that it is because the the plot isn't as thick as Resident Evil, but no plots are. Yeah. Like you pick up a note, you put it in your backpack, and you fuck off. Yeah. But the story, it's story based. The story is so good. The combat mechanics are great. The scavenging, you scavenge for your own supplies and build shit. You scavenge for uh, pills to like upgrade your health and shit like that. And oh, yeah. it, it 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 weaves this story. It's a father and daughter story. I mean, this smuggler has to take this kid to this place, and that's all I'll say because you haven't hmm. played the game. And and along the journey, I mean, he doesn't give a fuck about this kid, but he starts to see her as a daughter, and maybe she doesn't see him as a father, but they start to bond, and then that bond it gets elaborated upon. Hmm. It's, I like me some elaboration. It's <laughs> such a good story, and I promise you, as soon as you play the first one, you're gonna go out and buy the second one because right. you just cannot leave that story on the table yeah okay all right uh what's your number one mark okay so this is probably the most modern game on my list and uh i, I don't know what to say i fucking love this game i can't play any of the games that came before it because this one has spoiled me monster hunter world fuck every monster hunter game that is not world <laughs> i love this shit man I play as a fucking uh, a gun lance user, just this big, heavy-ass weapon, man. You go hunt things that are, like, 50 times your size. Just feels good. You grind. Everything you collect in the in the field um, gives you, like, shit, like, later in the hub world. And the worlds are very well connected. These giant monsters feed off of each other. You know what I mean? They can change the environment by, like, moving through trees and breaking them, things like that. And the ecosystems they've created are just very groundbreaking. And there's this monster in it um, called the Diablos that really awakened my sexuality. It's got these, like, long horns, man. And it's, like, huge, big wings. This thing shoots fire, and you look at it, and you got to know its dick is, like, five feet long and as thick as my fucking torso, man. And I'd just like to be able to get a good look at it, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't even have a retort for that. <laughs> I love how 
you're one of the first guests we had we've had on that's not a comedian <laughs> and you're you're outshining us right now <laughs> I, mean, I, threw, I threw you a bamboozle not gonna lie these are some of my favorite games i stand by that but i did go out of my yeah. way to create this back door <laughs> into this running joke I'm interested oh, in the Monster man. Hunter series. I've heard so many people talk talk about it, but I've just never, never taken the plunge. Monster Hunter World is like smoking crack, bro. I wouldn't know. Like, that's it. That's the end of the analogy. <laughs> no, that's it. Monster Hunter, dude. Oh my god, dude. Because like you go out on a hunt, man, and it takes like thirty fucking minutes to do one thing, but you feel like you actually did something at the yeah. end of it because you spend. All that time tracking a monster, hunting a monster, and then fucking using shit you get from the monster to make better weapons to go out and kill more monsters, man. It's an endless grind that I cannot get enough of, man. Awesome. Sounds cool to me. I might, I, I don't know. Should seriously, I, the Diablo, should I play that or Last Diablo. of Us? Which one of those should I play? Because a brother only has so much well, money. <laughs> is The Last of Us the sexiest monster hunter world? Yeah, Joel really awakened my sexuality, actually. Okay, we have a sexual awakening on Joel. Yeah, okay. I, I'm really into gruff older men who kill a lot of people now. Wow. I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> you got so, that face. Thanks, thanks. Uh, what's, uh, what's your number one, Jason? Uh, my number one uh, favorite game of all time is... Uh, which, which, which Mega Man? Which it's, Mega it's Man? It's Legend of Zelda <laughs> A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Okay. I called Still, it wrong. To this day, the greatest uh, Zelda game, and uh, it's, it's my favorite one. I can go back and play it anytime. I mean, as good as Breath of the Wild is, and how good like Wind Waker was. Like, I love all the Zelda games, but Link to the Past is just—it's perfection. How do you feel about the sequel they made? The uh, uh, Mirror uh, Link Between Worlds. That one I've never played, and that was I've the one that just things. came out. Um, was that the one that came out for the Wii U? No. Uh, oh, it was a 3DS uh, oh, game. But yeah. the one they remade that I really want to get was fucking Link's Awakening. I still need to play that one, too. I, that I've has my favorite aesthetic of any game I've ever seen. Everything looks like little plastic toys, man. I love yeah. it. Well, that's what, that was why I, I really liked The Link to the Past, too, because it's kind of got that same same sort of aesthetic to it. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I mean, Link really, timeless look. you know, Link really uh, uh, awakened me sexually. And uh... <laughs> man, the last Legend of Zelda game I played was Twilight Princess for the Wii, okay. and uh, I put it down for a while and then forgot the controls and never finished it. Yeah, I, I actually had that. Literal that same. was the last game I ever had for the GameCube. Really? Yeah. Nice. I never played Rip it on GameCube. the Wii. Yeah, it was great on the GameCube. I liked it there. I fucking love the GameCube, dude. Dude, uh, yeah, GameCube, great. an amazing console. I want to go. I want to go to a, a, some thrift stores and see if I can find a GameCube. Dude, you need dude, to. Dude, I mean, it had Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. What more could you possibly want? <laughs> dude, that game awakened my sexuality. Yeah, dude, something about the fucking <laughs> eggs, right? <laughs> dude, I fuck eggs all the time now, bro. Okay. <laughs> okay, you gotta wash up though. Yeah, you get sticky. <laughs> no, you gotta wash up. <laughs> but uh, my number one, my number one favorite video game of all time, in my opinion, the best video game of all time, instantly classic. As soon as you knew it came out, The Elder Scrolls Number Five Skyrim. Hmm. 
It's so good that uh, as oh you boo you boo a sir. little a little boo just a short boo. Explain your boo before I explain. Okay, the leveling system feels like something out of Final Fantasy to me, which is both cool and anachronistic to the Elder Scrolls franchise. There's some mechanics I like better in Oblivion, like the uh, the bartering mechanic, like how you influence people's moods and shit. I like that better. Um, I'm not going to step all over. Yeah. I'm not going to step all over your number one, though, man. Keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, what you're describing, it, it sounds a lot like Fable. I, I never played Oblivion, but... Uh, it sounds okay. like Fable, where you where you have to get on people's good sides. Oh, Fable but, uh, was a great game too. I loved Fable. Yeah, Fable yeah. one yeah, and Fable two. Was pretty ground. Fable three, very good, and two. But um, yeah, uh, Skyrim. It has Skyrim is the only game where I think the main story is the the shittiest story. <laughs> like, if you play Skyrim and just play through the main story, you haven't played Skyrim. You have to go to the Thieves Guild, the uh, the Brotherhood, the Dark Brotherhood. The you have to now with the new DLCs, you have to choose if you want to be a werewolf or, or the vampire. You have it's so thick, it's so free roam. You Man. play it a hundred times in a row. You are will you telling not me that Skyrim has forced us to ask ourselves once again whether or not we are Team Jacob or Team Edward? Yeah, I've been Jacob since <laughs> day one. What's up? Amazing, <laughs> Team Edward. By the way. Uh-uh. You don't disrespect yeah. Jacobs in this house. Bro, Jacob <laughs> wanted to marry a baby, bro. Hey, we I all have the books. Hey. Uh, let's get into that, it, man. Hey. I've read them. Let's go. Jacob wanted to eat that baby. But, um... <laughs> I, I've never seen Twilight, dude. His name's <laughs> so I just say I'm with him. You know but, what? Uh, I feel that. I feel that. But no, it's like Skyrim, it's just... When it came out, it was 2012. And I... When I was, I was a 12-year-old kid... At Christmas every year, I get sick. Born in two thousand. Yeah, so we talked about this. You, you, said, thought I was, like, like you thought four. I was like fifty years old. <laughs> I, thought, I, I, like, I thought you were how old? You thought I was like thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb's, Caleb's, oh, Caleb's like forty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, we need to get Caleb on this podcast once he get out, gets out of the fucking army. Oh, uh, man, dude. He's going to come back different. He's going to have, like, that 10,000, like, miles stare in his eye. Yeah. Boy, he's in intelligence, so he's going to come back and not talk about anything. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, my grandma in Iowa sends me $50 every year for Christmas. Nice. And I remember in 2012, we went to Walmart, and Caleb, my older brother, convinced me to buy Elder Scrolls Skyrim because he wanted to play it, and I was a gullible 12-year-old. And it was the best decision I've ever fucking made in my entire life. Hell yeah, when I was 12, I got Star Fox Adventures. When I was 12, I got uh, herpes. But, um... Jesus. <laughs> Why are we talking about Skyrim? You're buried in the lead here, man. Yeah. Let's get herpes. Well, you know, it just so happened that Skyrim really awakened my sexuality. <laughs> okay, okay. Dude, when I was 12, when I was 12, I got Ninja Gaiden for Christmas. And I just beat it. <laughs> last month or like two months ago i think i remember seeing that when yeah. i was 12 i actually got diabetes but um <laughs> that's no good no i just Christmas that year. you know you know that skyrim's good when you when it it gets remade for xbox one and ps4 as soon as those new consoles come out and, and you switch. buy it and you buy it again 
You yeah. buy it again. I'm not gonna, I do have it on PC and on PS4. And then you go through and you get all the houses too. I have all yeah. the houses in Skyrim. <sighs> yes. That's it. Rant over. Playing with mods right now. I'm actually doing a, a playthrough of Skyrim, man. And I, I, some of the mods on the PS4 are great, man. And my shit looks like a like like a Halloween cartoon, man. The way the lighting looks now. That's so cool. I never got into the mods. The the, the different stories were enough for me. Because once I once you play through all the stories, and all you have left are the uh, quests that never end, like the Brotherhood quests or whatever. Yeah. Uh, eh, you know, you you might as well hang it up. Yeah, I think I put roughly about two hundred hours into that game before I finally was just like, I I need to get rid of this so I can reclaim some <laughs> yeah. of my life back and sold I, yeah. it. See, that's how Monster Hunter World has been for me. It's like I know, I know, I'm heading down a dark place, man. Yeah. No, I'm no, I'm getting in there, man. Where it's like it's just gonna be Monster Hunter from from wake to sleep, you know. <laughs> Monster yeah. Hunter life chose me. Yeah, that's why I had to stop playing World of Warcraft, man. Because I get oh my god, like RPGs I'm, will suck me in and just I can't get out. I have a friend whose parents divorced because they both played World of Warcraft and I made can, money off of it, I but they only it. had one computer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, well, I think that uh, about brings us to the end of the show, boys. Uh, Touch Balexi, where where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and YouTube as MushmouthTB. I'm also streaming over on Facebook as RetroMush. If you'd like to check out my music, you can find all of it for free. A couple hundred songs on there at touchbaluxy.bandcamp.com. I'd love to thank you guys for having me. This uh, entire interview has really awakened my sexuality. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here, Mark. You actually awakened our sexuality as well. Uh, before so we get out of here, we need to remind the people that August 1st and 2nd, you can yes. watch the Frets for Pets show. Yes. You will see me. You will see Jason. You'll see Mark. What the fuck more can you ask for, man? We'll all be performing. We'll all be doing our thing. And also, please, if you're a new watcher, a new listener, a new subscriber, like our Facebook page. Because once we get to 1,000 likes, we're going to do something really cool. And reminder that we get celebrities on this podcast, guys. We're no yeah, joke. Yeah, you guys said Brian O'Halloran, man. Yes. Yeah, we got... That was he, it, he, dude. He wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> and we saw him. Yeah, no, that's what I told, uh, like, because uh, I, I told my mom, because I'm very proud to be on a, on a cool podcast. I was like, I'm on the one the guy that the clerks guy was on, man. Look at me following in the wake of celebrity. So, yeah, just like us on Facebook. We're going to get a Patreon up soon so you guys can throw us a little cash so we can afford to keep the lights on the podcast. We're going to make some T-shirts, and I think we'll see you guys next Thursday. Yes, sir. Uh, And if you'd like to follow us on uh, wherever, Twitter, Facebook, at Open Micers, also individually at Jacob C. Craig and at JFunktastic. So thank you. Mr. Mark Simmons, a.k.a. Touch Biloxi, and uh, thank you for coming on. This has been awesome, and you have awakened my sexuality.